in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? The Las Vegas Aces Parade is tonight. From Caesars Palace to Bellagio, they'll be set up there uh, by the fountains on stage afterwards. And Ed Graney's going to be I there. love a good parade. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you, know this. you know this. I love a good parade. Where are you parking, huh? Lindsay gave me a suggestion that I park where we park for the night. Um, it's easy to remember. It, it is easy to remember. Maybe I'll throw up, throw up the idea and say it's a, a Knights game. They might not know the difference. They might not. That's uh, true. No, I love a good parade. This love very, a good this parade. Be, Listen very, to you. Uh, are, this will be very good. Are you going to trust any of the quotes you get from any of these athletes? Because I assume that they're, they were, what, four shots deep before they left Connecticut? <laughs> yeah, they're going to be lubricated. For <laughs> sure. You're going to be I like... I don't know. It's a, it's a short drive. Maybe they just can't... Well, maybe they'll be happy in... Uh, uh, drinking before they get on the floats. Are they floats? Are they? I think they're cars and buses. I read. Yeah, probably like a, a hatchback floats. or two. Yeah. Where, where would they get a float from? I don't know. You, like, what do you think? Is, 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 is this homecoming? I mean, it's Each a parade. class has to build their own float. I know, but it's you just on a bus. Right. You're just on a double decker bus. Who do you put first? Like, who's at the front of the parade? Is it Chelsea Gray or is Mark it Davis? It's gonna be Steve Sisolak. Oh, okay. is that? Steve Sisolak and Mark Davis holding up the trophy. Seventy-six trombones. That's yeah, exactly how he's doing the full music band. <laughs> There's going to be three people in the audience who got that reference. I didn't get it, and I'm sitting right here. I wonder if Bex is going to get after it today. You think she's probably composed? I hope not. Oh, I, no, I hope not. I hope oh, she, I hope she just gets I hope, after I it. I hope she gets. She's earned it. Holy year! Right. Coach of the year. Better than UNLV from 1990. Oh, that's right. That's your that's your take. It's the greatest. It's the greatest basketball championship. Did you ever. see the? Did you see like the quasi back and forth from two of our more like reliable listeners on Twitter? Like they'd win by seventy. Yes. Do you think they'd win by more? Like yeah. it's just like guys. That was Lou Tyler, and um. You guys Fernando. missed everything Fernando. Tyler said. That was Lou and Fernando. Well, they just didn't like they you said. I was grasp. listening on the way to the Raiders. They just. They didn't understand what you were saying. They thought like if they played each other, it's like that has nothing to do with it. No, it's not about that. Most impressive basketball season the city's ever right. seen. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty detailed question. Uh... Jimmy Garoppolo made an extra $350,000 oh, yes. on Sunday. Who had a detailed question? Okay, hold on one second. Let me grab it because it is. The... <laughs> All right, we'll get we'll get back to it. So Jimmy Garoppolo, every time he plays 25% of the snaps in a game, will get a $250,000 bonus. Oh. He gets an extra $100,000 every time they win while he plays 25% of the snaps. He also gets $29,000 every time he's on the active roster. Uh, he cut his salary from $25 million down to $6 million before the season, and now through right. incentives... He's likely going to earn in the range of $4 million, maybe $5 million, right. depending on how good extra 
depending on how good yeah. the 49ers are. So he's probably getting 10, 10 or $11 million this year. There are some postseason bonuses as well. So if the 49ers make the playoffs and they how will. far they go, yeah. he'll get some more money as well. So he's probably looking at at least 10, maybe 11, 12, 13 million dollars after taking a pay cut from 25 down to six. I love the Lord's light being back in this league. I'm so I'm like really sad for Trey Lance, especially since he's a Minnesota boy. Very proud for him. But like Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. I don't know why we keep trying to say like he's not a good quarterback. He leads them to success. Is he better than Kirk Cousins? Probably. I'd take him over Kirk Cousins. If he goes to the Minnesota Vikings, I might have to move home, guys. Like because I still have a chance. There's still a chance. It's been an hour and five minutes. And you've longed for the days of Case Keenum, and you now want Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I I never was on the the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. I got enough cousins of my own. I don't need his. But there are better quarterbacks in the league to, like, long for. I don't know. Have you seen his cheekbones, Jimmy? The Lord Garoppolo. Subway commercials. Yeah. Good thing he's so handsome. Oh, are those back on? I haven't seen them lately. Good thing thing he's so handsome. That's how he lowered his salary. Subway. (laughs) He was like, you really want me on this? Maybe he goes back to the Pats. I don't know. He adds that free agent class next year. It's going to be pretty interesting. It's not going to be that interesting. He's Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Nobody wanted him to Yeah, what do you with. mean? But though, like, if you don't have your superstar quarterback and you have a roster that's just there, he's a great person to plug and play. Coach, as he prepared for the Tennessee Titans, <clears throat> excuse me, one player who may not be a household name but plays out of all pro levels, Jeffrey Simmons. Can you talk about what he brings to the table in terms of from the interior as a pass rusher but also as a two-gap space heater? <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty detailed question. Uh, I'm not sure I'm quite ready for that yet. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. That was a good no, question. No, yeah, it's a, it the, was a yeah, solid the Monday question. after a, a the Monday a, after a loss no, where you gave question. up a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah he better be. Hey, the Rowan too. He better know about everybody on the Tennessee Titans. If he doesn't know about Jeffrey Simmons, yeah, he, he's yeah, they're gonna I mean, lose again. They're Owen too. I think we know why they're losing. If he doesn't know about <laughs> the Titans players yet, it's Monday. Come on, get it together. I, after they lose to Arizona, he should have been learning about Jeffrey Simmons. Should yeah, have he should have been right on the tape three weeks ago. Would have been fine. All right, Amani Bates was arrested on felony gun charges. If you don't recognize that name, uh, he was a former five-star recruit in basketball. He went to Memphis. Mm -hmm. He is the one that Memphis benched halfway through last season, and they immediately got better. Like, they went on a crazy run. He played like six minutes in the NCAA tournament. Uh, But he transferred back to his hometown in Michigan to play for Eastern Michigan. But he was pulled over after failing to stop at a stop sign, and a firearm was found in his car. And he now has felony gun charges against him. Uh, Eastern Michigan has suspended him from practice at the moment. They're sort of awaiting, you know, whatever comes of these felony gun charges here. Uh, but yes, a former five-star recruit is facing felony gun charges after transferring to Eastern Michigan. Got the text last night. I don't get stuff like this. A kid has money. There's no reason for him to be doing stupid stuff. Why scratch the numbers off? Just buy a gun and have it legally if you need one. He needs better friends. He's better who people is, around him. Who's texting you about Amani Bates getting arrested? <laughs> the son. <laughs> Your son's got hot takes on Amani Bates? Yes, yeah. <laughs> he lives alone in Texas, dude, his PhD. He's got hot takes on everything. PhD in what? Uh, rhetoric writing. Oh, he's be a college okay. professor, yes. He's Super gonna be a casual. He's gonna be Apple a... tree, not that far, huh? <laughs> well, he's pretty far. He's much better. He's 100 times better. Do you send him your stories so he can proofread them? No, he doesn't. He long oh, ago, he long ago, that. he didn't. Yeah. He stopped reading them ah, long ago. Okay. He didn't care anymore. He didn't care. No, it's like yeah, whatever. He, he just, wants to be a professor. He wants to be something, you know. 
way, way above. I was going to say, as your new assistant, can I send him what I'm sending to hotels so that he can kind of... (laughs) (laughs) Spelling's not a strong suit. Next question. Six Major League Baseball teams are going to pay the luxury tax this year. Dodgers, playoffs. Yankees, playoffs. Mets, playoffs. Phillies, playoffs. Padres, probably playoffs. Playoffs. And the Red Sox, who are in last place in the AL East. Well, we knew the first six would be, right? And you knew the Red Sox would as well. Um, it is funny that they're not going to the playoffs. I also paying the luxury tax. I also enjoy that two NL East teams are paying the luxury tax, and neither of them are the Braves, the team that just won the yeah. World Series. And Mets are win it again. Mets are probably going to win the division. They've got, I think it's a game and a half lead right now or something yes. like that. They've got a small lead. They're probably going to still win the division, but I do enjoy that there are two NL East teams on there, and the Braves might be the best despite not the best team's the not on this tax. list. The Astros are not on that list. They have you know, operated. Do, you, you know how to operate with Dusty. You know how to operate uh, financially uh, secure. So this is where Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap, but the majority of the league treats it as though they have a salary cap. Right. Like the Astros for two straight years have treated it as a salary cap. They've been like, they, their owner will be like, ah, we'll spend some money. And then they don't. And they stay at the, they stay under the luxury tax. And the majority of the league stays under the luxury tax. So even though it's a non-cap sport, there's still enough rules in place that 75, 80% of the league still operates as though there's a salary cap. And then there's like the A's and the Pirates who operate. It's like, wait, we got to pay guys? <laughs> That's not ideal. The Las either. Vegas A's? How close? Eh. Three years? Not happening. For Las really? Vegas? Nah, uh, not happening. Leverage play. Mm-mm, fair. Man, you know, that's a great question. Did you see on Saturday during Fox's pregame show, Nebraska fans just, chanting, we want Urban? Gross. Oh, I agree. But it's just people don't care. If they think a guy can win, they don't care anything about the guy. They're so embarrassed up there, too, in Nebraska, of just how bad they've been in the last decade or so. They're desperate. That's the only reason yeah. why they would even get to this point. Yeah. I'm looking at like 15 bars that open at noon in Lincoln, so Urban will be right at home. Facts. <laughs> they actually open at noon. Yeah. So gets to meet with the co-eds early. There's the only thing, the only thing to do in Nebraska is drink, watch Nebraska football, and corn. If you bring him in and they fail, like then where do you go? FCS Mountain yeah. West, something like that. Give up the program at this point. Mountain West. I love how you went. Yes. Mountain Mountain West. West. Mountain West this year. They should be in the FCS. No, Um, no. Somehow, based on his track record, Notre Dame. Yeah, Brian Kelly might be available. We'll take the job up in Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska, by the way, according to CBS Sports, has reached out to Urban Meyer. He's, oh, so it's yeah. not a shot. He's on 100%. there. He's on the yeah. Fox pregame show. So he yeah. was in Lincoln because they did yeah. the Nebraska Oklahoma game. So they apparently reached out and talked to Urban Meyer. And they called Brett Favre, <laughs> quarterbacks coach. <laughs> no, no, volleyball donor is what. Yeah, yeah exactly. Volleyball, volleyball I'm an investor donor. in sports. Nebraska's really good at volleyball. He can go in there and make them even and better. Ruin their program or something. <laughs> it's like the one sport they're good at. I think they're very good at volleyball. Brett, they don't need. They actually don't need Brett Favre to Be good siphon off five million dollars from the state of Mississippi. <laughs> A boil notice. I'm out. Hey, he did this years ago, Jared, when there was only one boil notice in place, not four. Uh, also in college football, Arizona State fired Herm Edwards. They started one and two this year. They lost to Eastern Michigan over the weekend. Uh, they were 22 and 20 under Herm Edwards. This was his fifth season. I I didn't I don't know. I didn't feel like he was there that long, but I guess he was. Did you guys see the tweet? Did this? This did, what you're fu- seeing did, did not this, actually happen. I was going to say, no. when what, he the came one on the field? Yeah. yeah, with the president and the AD, yeah. it's like people are like, 
Was this he like did a not tarmac he situation? He got Lane Kiffin. He did yeah, not exactly. actually get fired leaving the field. Okay. I don't know really... what the AD said to him because he kind of put his hand on right? his uh, side like, okay, and said, we got to okay, walk in. It. Yeah, we got to walk in. I got something to tell you. It doesn't I mean, seem it, like he's it, been there that long either, though, but the right. pandemic has, you know, time is a social construct. We made it up for true. trains. The two things. A, what Brad Powers said yesterday, which was he somehow overachieved despite everyone going, this isn't going to work. And his opening press conference where he didn't realize devils. <laughs> like he was just like, I'm a good, I'm a good Christian man. You better leave that devil stuff alone. And it's like <laughs> Herm. Do you think he knows now what the nickname of his team is or his team was? Oh I bet. God, do you think years? he? Do you think he ever ca- actually used the phrase devils? Like you oh, guys are devils. Question. Good question. Yeah. You think he went through? Somebody's got to go through all the press conferences and figure that out. All right. Coming up next, we'll jump into some Golden Knights because Mark Stone might actually be on the ice for training camp. Yeah, I think it's good for, for everyone involved. Um, you know, the guys get a little break from the rink. They've been skating a lot. I get out and you know, sort of say hello to the fans, people that are supporting these causes. Um, you know, I think the foundation events are always good. They're always going to help Back to the press box, summer edition. That is simultaneously the best and the worst sound you've ever played on this show. Yeah. Hey, I pull, I get what I was given, and to put that into context, he was saying playing golf is good for team camaraderie. And the golf cart just whizzed by. <laughs> Went right by. That's good. That's good. Um. Lindsay, actually, I have a question for you before we get to the Golden Knights. I, I'm curious if this is going to offend you or not. This is from our Finley Kia text line, 69187. What pocket of the Northeast is Lindsay from? Really? Yeah. Northeast? The accent is uh, is uh, versatile. Let's just say that. I'm actually from Minnesota originally, but I think that accent will come out a lot more as we talk about hockey in this segment. But I did go to college out on the East Coast in Manchester, New Hampshire, so maybe... It's a little bit of influence from that. Okay. So that's not offensive. No, okay. no. All right. I'm generally not offended by these I mean, things. <laughs> Some people get offended if you. No. Uh, if we want to stop, if we want to stop talking with my East Coast accent, I can. We want to do hockey talk this week. We can do it. See you getting offended. Hmm. I, I see you getting offended. I just get vengeful. <laughs> okay. I think that's, that's different. different. Like that's offense, different. like you, you like want to rectify it right away. Like I'll okay. just like take note and I'll, we'll get back to it later. That's what I do. Okay. Yeah. Mark Stone. <laughs> Press box. Press box. Transition. Uh, this is uh, Mark Stone. Firing on all cylinders. Expected to be on the ice for the first day of training camp. Uh, ben Goats, as you heard Bruce Cassidy talking about golf with the golf cart there. Uh, yesterday, Bruce Cassidy said he's supposed to be there. However, he may be limited to a non-contact jersey or only one session per day. Etc. The exact situation is to be determined. I believe the Golden Knights are going to make sure Mark Stone is on the ice for the first day of training camp, just to say okay. Mark Stone was on the ice for the first day of training camp. Are you suggesting in any way that the folks out there might do something like this just to kind of stick it to the media that they once told he would be on the ice? There was a story this summer from NHL.com Uh, that initially was reported that Mark Stone was going to miss all of training camp. It caused... um, The next day he was full go. Some commotion. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, the Golden Knights had their insider Gary Lawless send out a vague tweet about, oh, he might be there. He might not be there. We don't know yet. Uh, and then Bruce Cassidy did say at some point that he would be back at some point during training camp. But I truly believe they're putting him out there on the first day simply to say, we told you he was going to yeah. be ready to go, even though he's Non-contact. not going to be able to be touched. He might skate around the ice one time. Right. Push oh, some by, pucks around. And by the way, there are going to be 47 videos of Mark Stone on the ice tweeted by the Golden Knights account. Uh, on they Thursday. might put him on the other rink where we don't have access. That's probably what, what they'll do. They usually put him on the other, the star nursery rink, right? They, they work yes, on power yeah. play and stuff over there. They yeah. bring all the guys over there. I think they're putting him on the main rink. Have so, them skate around a little? Yeah, ju- just so they can see. There Wouldn't be is. the first time they made a player suit up to save base. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Does Mark Stone, does he want surgery now? But at the same time, too, like, he's in this recovery. It's it's okay for him to be on the ice in a non-contact right. jersey. And sure. it's okay for him to not be on the ice because yeah. we still have a couple weeks of training camp, and he's coming back from a bad back, among other things. Like, I trust whatever process that Mark Stone and his body and whatever kind of timeline they have. Um but if 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 your hypothesis is true, that's a little bothersome to me. But I, I have but you a don't little bit put of benefit of the doubt. As to where it would be completely false. No. You I, would buy I, into I, that. I have a little bit of I, I just it's hard for me to believe that if a player was in a compromised position that they would just do that just to say that they did. You know? Like he's he's probably been skating during all these captains' practices and stuff. Anyways, what's the difference? It's just that we, we got whistles with the with the track suits on and we and we have skating <laughs> after. Like that's really the only difference. <laughs> Alec Martinez might accidentally hit him. Please. Oh, my God. He needs to stay healthy. Oh, my God. He's the key to this defense. Everybody's trying to trade him, too. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, Why would you want to trade this guy away? We need to get this guy more shots from the point. What do you mean? They could get more future considerations. Yeah, that's true. Right. Especially for a Stanley Cup winner double time. We can get a second-round pick. That's worth yeah. nothing. Um, we also had yesterday Elliot Friedman. Uh, he said on his podcast, Nick Haig was skating in Vegas with some of his future teammates. So I kind of thought that meant maybe this was getting close. But then I had a couple of people tell me, not so fast. Is that Lee Corso? I don't assume anything (laughs) that it means. I don't assume yet that it means something is close. So actual training camp practice starts on Thursday. Nick Haig is a restricted free agent. We've talked quite a bit about his situation uh, basically, he's got a qualifying offer that's one year less than a million dollars that he could sign right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but presumably, he wants more than that. Um, Kelly McCrimmon called him the number one priority. That's been about a month ago, and he still does not have a new contract signed. It's weird being third pair defenseman sometimes, even though he's playing with Alex Petrangelo. Like, <laughs> I think Nick Hag could be a very sneaky part of this team but he's never really had the run to be able to do that. Like he's a guy that can get the puck moving from that point. Like those couple of snapshots that he's able to take off the face off. They've been running, trying to run plays like that, but this is also a team that's trying to diversify away from their defensive offensive production, right? You want to take more out of their hands. So Alex Petrangelo doesn't have to do everything there for Nick Hag. But I mean, he hasn't really put that much out there to make, me want to say let's give you a, a like that's a, what my question is would exactly. you give him exactly what he wants or would you get, <sighs> I don't would know. you try to compromise with him I think you try to compromise because I think you this is a prove it deal like prove it that you can stay healthy prove it that you can be um a mainstay on this team because he, Dylan Coughlin was a bigger part of this team last year than he was and Zach Whitecloud was a bigger part was of this a team part, yeah and I think Zach Whitecloud, they obviously made a decision with him and committed to him long-term because he offers a, a different type of services as a defenseman than Nick Hag does. But Nick Hag, just like as a body, offers just a very interesting wrinkle. But I, I think you have to compromise. I can understand his agent saying, like, 
if you want us, if you say that you need us, which you technically do, but at the same time, they got young guys that they can uh, bring up and, and test out as well. His biggest problem is that he plays defenseman and not forward because they're actually deep defensively. If like, he's a forward, if he's a forward, he's not in this yet. league. Yes, but, <laughs> like, no, but if he was, it'd be decided by now. Yeah, if he yeah. was a forward, I don't think anyone would describe him as sneaky. No, <laughs> but like they—they're not that deep with their forwards. Like they're like they signed Phil Kessel, and he might be playing on one of their top two lines. Like mm. they, they don't have great depth with their forward groups. They've got some guys, but they don't right. have great depth. You know, like, Nick Hag wasn't brought onto this team to be a, a game breaker. He's brought on to be a serviceable defenseman that can maybe chip in a few points for you here and there. And if that's what you need, if that's the services that he provides, I mean, yeah, that's and, what it's exactly what you would want. Right. But if you're the Golden Knights, I think you're perfectly fine letting him hold out. Like the team's not going to be broken if Nick Hague's yeah. not there. It makes He's, me worried, though, uh, in terms of skating the top guys too much, though, because we've gotten into that habit the last couple of years of getting too many minutes for Petrangelo, too many minutes for Martinez before he was hurt, all that stuff. Like, you don't want to run this team into the ground early in the season like we've seen the last couple of years. Yeah, they should give him days off. Yeah. That's got to come. Yeah. Back, Rest that, day. That's been my thought. Is we Maintenance? See yeah. Maintenance day? I mean, you just go day. skate in a non-contact jersey. You're just tearing that down <laughs> yeah. to Mark Stone. Don't Nothing's e- good enough for don't you. Don't even skate. Just take the whole day no, off. No, you have to skate. You <laughs> no, have to. No, no. You, d- you t- I take a week off from skating. I'm I might not. a week. I, just a day. Well, when you're in the sauce, though, you got to. <laughs> Take the day off. You do pregame skate. Like you have you have to. Nah, you gotta get your legs under, you gotta feel those edges. The wind blows through your I don't hair. think anyone here's been in the sauce. No. Yeah. Well, no, been you have sauce. been in the well, sauce. I've you played, been in plenty you played of the sauce. game. You've had plenty of sauce. Yeah. Depend on what you define sauce, because uh well, I mean I get I hit the <laughs> sauce. Wasn't stopping a lot of pucks with the booze. Certainly not. But um, you know, they don't they don't need him, but he would be he's a big part of this team too. And so I, I'm here for rewarding players, especially young players that you want to see take steps in their development. Can he play goalie? They might need him to. <sighs> no, goalie's so easy. It is. It's yeah. so easy. You just stand there. Oh, she's going to love You're a goalie. You were a goalie. I was a goalie. I was this, a goalie. You were a goalie. I'm actually pretty optimistic about their goalie situation right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like Big Logan. I do like Big Logs. I, um, he's an athlete. He's an athlete. He's got attitude. And... I feel that so much in the development model, like there's no there's no position in sports that's changed more than the goalie position in the last 20 years, guys. Like there, it's not even comparable in terms of equipment, in terms of like how we develop, in terms of what's expected of the athlete. Because so many people say, "Well, they just stand there; you don't even do anything." Meat bag. You should see it. Right? You see Mark Andre Fleury. That guy's got abs. Like you have to be acrobatic. You have to be improvisational. You have to be somebody who is on an island and not just okay with it. You thrive in it. You flourish in it. And I think that he, at least what I've gathered in the very limited time um, that we've got access to him, that he has that mentality. And based off of what I saw him and how he's playing last year, he is ready for this challenge. It's about, is this team going to be able to to help him weather the ins and outs of the games where he lets in a couple of bad ones? Are we not going to you know immediately go to Aiden Hill or Laurent Passois? Like, There's a lot of ebbs and flows in handling a young netminder but with his attitude, if he starts getting going, this team could go real far, guys. Like, it, it honestly could because it works in this league right now. Swagger works, especially from the goaltending position. Well, according to Mark Stone, they're not going anywhere. Nobody thinks The Canadians good. think the that. Canadians, the Canadians think yes. The Canadians at the mm-hmm. store think that. All right, coming up next, Charles McDonald joins the show. Now is not the time. We've never done it. It's not going to be about one person. We got our asses kicked. Plain and simple. They outcoached us. They outplayed us. And, and that's the definition of it. And so we're going to get back to work. 
and we're going to figure out a way to win a football game. All of the sun, none of the fun on the Press Box Summer Edition. Joining us now is Charles McDonald. And what was that, a month? You can finally say that you work for Yahoo Sports now? Yeah, about a month. Uh, I'm a job again. It's great, great stuff to, you know, be employed and get paychecks again. Um, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't recommend living in New York City for a month without a paycheck. Um, but we made it. So all is well that ends well. And I, I told you guys, I eventually was going to have a job. I just got screwed by a background check for a while. I don't know what happened there, but uh, I'm ready. Yeah. A little scary. Big though. deal. Um, all right. I guess I'll start with this. I don't know. Maybe I should start with something else, but I'll start with this. The Falcons almost came back and won. Were you happy they almost came back, or would you have preferred they just got beat by 30? No, I, I, I when, okay, well, at first I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Because I, honestly, I was done watching. I was ready to turn that game off in like the first half. And then, you know, I, I turned it off for a little bit when they got down 28 to 3 because that was just a little bit too much for me. And then uh, they started to come back, which was which was wild. You needed a pump block. You needed a pump block to get there. Uh, and you kind of needed Matthew Stafford to have a little bit of a shaky second half. Uh, but it was kind of fun. And I got to say, at the end of the game, I, 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 I wasn't expecting them to convert a Hail Mary, but – could you at least throw the ball? Like, could you? <laughs> that, that was that, that was my biggest thing. I was like, I you see, okay, you're sitting there, thirty-one and twenty-seven, fifty-yard line. It's the last play of the game, no matter what happens. I I can accept losing on like a low percentage play, but like I don't want to lose on a no percentage play where you just run around and get strip sacked and the game ends like that. You you have Kyle Pitts and Drake. Just close your eyes and just throw the ball down there somewhere. That's that's better than taking a sack and just running around like you've never played football before. If uh, Mariota is weird because like he ha- he'll have moments throughout the game where he's fine and when he doesn't have to like make a whole bunch of decisions for himself. It, it, he's generally like a pretty accurate quarterback. He can run, but it, it, it's almost like he's been waiting so long for this opportunity to start again, that he's pressing really bad. And, you know, there's the fumbles in the Saints game last week that really, you know, turned the game back towards the Saints' hands. And then you have the strip sack on the last play. There's just a lot of sloppy play where he's, you know, trying to do a little bit too much. If he could just tone that down, he might be able to start for the rest of the season. But as it stands now, you know, I I think they might be a little bit closer to a quarterback switch than they they want to admit. Hey, Charles, Lindsey Brown here. Nice to meet you. Uh, whose limited success are you more bought into more at this point? The Lions, the Giants, or the Jaguars? Um, the Lions. Also, when you said your name, I just waved at the computer. I was like, <laughs> "Hi, <laughs> hey, what's going hey, on? Friend. How are you?" Like, wait, no one, no one can see me. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll run with the Lions. I, I was just looking at the Lions stats like right before this. They're averaging seven point one yards per carry this season. Uh. And the crazy thing about that is their offensive line isn't even at, like, the healthiest that they're going to be as the season moves along because uh, they need to get Vontae back from injury who's going to be their starter uh, at right guard. I mean, this is it, – it's it's one of the biggest offensive lines that is in the league. And, I mean, they're just mauling people. Not only that, but I think DeAndre Swift is seeing the field, like, about as well as he's he ever has uh, been in the NFL. So 
when you just pair uh, offensive line that is just blowing people off the ball. They've got a lot of uh, diverse run schemes that, you know, they're, they're running just a little bit of everything. They're good at a little bit of everything. Uh, it, it's really been a sight to see. So I, I think I like the Lions the best because, you know, every obviously you want to be able to throw the ball, but if you can run the ball at the level that they're doing, that's just such an easy way to generate offense. And I think until anyone proves it, they're going to be tough to slow down. And just look at like look at the difference between what happened with the Eagles Vikings game and the Eagles Lions game. The Eagles defense they had no no like prayer to stop the Lions run game in Week One. And uh, last night they just ch- shut down Dalvin Cook and the uh, the Vikings running back. So. Uh, I think that that run game is for real. I think they're going to punish people all season. And I'm honestly kind of excited to see how they match up with the Packers because maybe they could give them an upset with how the Packers have looked a little shaky so far. So in that division, do you believe in the Giants at all? Mm. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> no. No. I, I, think they're a, I think they're a lot worse than the Eagles right now. Um, and yeah, they've won. They've won the first two games. you got to give them credit for that. But, you know, it's not like it, it, the games that they're playing, they, like both of those games could have gone either way. Their games against the Titans and the Panthers, uh, to their credit, they're figuring out how to win those close games so far this season. But uh, it, it's just not the same level of dominance, like efficiency on a play-for-play level as what you're seeing with the Eagles right now. Uh, I mean, last night, Galen Hurts put together the best game that he's ever played in the NFL. And if he's going to be someone that can start hitting throws over the middle of the field on a more consistent basis. <laughs> the Eagles think they're just going to run people off the field. Who should feel worse about their collapse on Sunday? The Raiders, the Ravens, or the Browns? Um, The Browns, I think. I, because, look, I, 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 I at least have seen in recent memory, like, if I have Tyreek Hill on my team, we can get back into a game real quick because it only takes one play for him to go you know, 80 yards. And the Dolphins, they have two of those guys. So uh, Tyreek and Waddle, I'm, I'm, obviously it was a miraculous win, but like the idea of those two guys being able to just score touchdowns in a hurry, it's kind of like kind of why you got them. Uh, so I, I do think that for the Ravens, obviously it's a terrible loss, but at the same time, it's like, man, like those are two absolutely incredible football players and they're really hard to defend. You, The Browns, like you just – you gave up two touchdowns to Joe Flacco in like two, like a minute of game time. <laughs> that you should not feel good about that, like at all. Uh, and honestly, there's there's a lot of things that Browns fans should feel bad about based on some of the things that we saw that they were doing this weekend with the Deshaun Watson jersey. So, you know what? Why don't you go reevaluate just being a fan of this team in general? You just lost to Joe Flacco in a game winning touchdown. He's 37 <laughs> years old. He hasn't played in a long time. So just reevaluate everything you're doing over there if you're a Browns fan, because I think that that would have to be the most embarrassing loss of the weekend to me. Charles, are you worried about Denver? Because it doesn't really seem like they have just game flow down. Is Nate Hackett a real person? Like, <laughs> I, okay, so here's a question that I was posing to my friends uh, after the week one blunder where they just let the clock run down in D.C. paid Manning like – the timeout counter, he called like 62 timeouts. <laughs> the time where he was trying, where the time where the uh, Broncos let the clock run down. How many football games would someone have to see for them to have a better grasp on clock management than Nate Hackett did in that scenario? It's like, it, it, like if I just pulled some any random person off the street, 
never seen the NFL game. How many games would I have to show them before they knew, oh, well, if I have three timeouts on a fourth and five and a $250 million quarterback, I'm going to call a timeout so we can think this thing over. Not let it run down to, to 20 seconds, kick a 64-yard field goal, which would be the longest outdoor kick in NFL history because the one that Justin Tucker hit last year was indoor at Lions Stadium. Be the longest outdoor kick in NFL history. And then the kicker on all of it, just super petty when the Seahawks are trying to run out the clock with the Neals. You don't have enough timeouts to get the ball back, but still you're going to sit there. Now I'm going to call my timeouts. Like, okay, okay, mate. Like, you're you're just doing some Bush League stuff. And then last week, you know, they just can't get organized. Again, delay of game penalties that force, you know, a go-forward situation to become a punt situation. Uh, it, 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 I, I will say this. It kind of reinforces my my questions that I was asking when the Broncos made this hire was Nate Hackett, like what did you do in green Bay? Because you weren't calling the plays. Like clearly you had no role in clock or game management because that's just been a disaster for the first two weeks. It's like you, you were kind of brought here to maybe broker an Aaron Rodgers trade and that would have been worth it, but Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay, so maybe there should have been like a clause like, hey, you can't get Aaron Rodgers, you can't be the head coach. And maybe it might be better off. Because I, I, I look, I've, I've seen Russell Wilson having enough good games in his career for me to believe that he's going to get his production, he's back on track. But Daniel Hackett, the head coach, like you're giving me a 100% sample size of just wild, wild decisions during game day. And uh, it's hard to kind of trust that he's going to figure that out. Like, you're a lot better team than Texans. You're playing them at home. Denver, early in the season at home, is, like, one of the biggest advantages of pro sports. And you let the Texans just kind of hang around. And we know they're not a good football team. So that that should be a big red alarm for all Broncos fans, I think. Charles McDonald from Yahoo Sports with us. Um, can you explain how the Cardinals offense looked like a JV team in the first half and then an inevitable, of course, they're going to score on every drive in the second half? Um, I, I think it, Kyler Murray's really good. That's why, that's why he got paid. Um, and I, I know that he hasn't, he hasn't you know, played his cleanest eight quarters of football to start the season, but uh, I guess nine. Uh, with that overtime, but uh, man, he's just he's really talented, and I just think when you have someone back there, someone that can really like break a game, or someone when you need a play can put the entire offense on your back, like that's invaluable. Uh, and I, I kind of think sometimes that people forget that Kyler really does have that in him. I mean, even though he's you know, I 5'10, I said next to him before he's not 5'10, 5'8, 5'9. Uh, but he's got one of the strongest arms in the league, and he might legitimately run a four three. So, um, he's he's got all the physical talent in the world to kind of come back and make those plays. So, you know, I I think that that was kind of like one of the most impressive parts to me the fact that he just kind of said, okay, I got everyone on my back. If I got to run eighty four yards for a two point conversion, then I'm going to run eighty four <laughs> yards for a two point conversion. And I'm I'm kind of excited to see what a season of Kyler Hero Ball looks like because uh, it doesn't seem like Cliff is giving him too much help right now. Well, he is Charles McDonald now with Yahoo Sports. Charles, as always, we appreciate Congrats, it. Congrats, Charles. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so there is Charles McDonald again now from Yahoo Sports. Jared, I'm disappointed. Did. He, we didn't hear the dial yeah, tone. We, oh, we're on yeah. clean feet. Yeah, yeah we we're going to miss. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, I can hold. Let me give me a second. Let me see if I can find us a dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got tickets to give away to go to the Shriners Open Golf Tournament. Two tickets 
for any day. It's out here at TPC Summerlin from October 5th to October 9th. 702-364-1100 is the phone number if you want to win a pair of tickets to the Shriners Open Golf Tournament in October. We'll take caller number 8 at 702-364-1100. You sense any give up in the locker room? Hell no. What kind of questions that, Phil? Um, we're one and two. We're one and two. We got a bunch of fighters in that room, and um, and give up. That's not a part of this football program. Get out of here, man. For that, no. You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. That was Shane Beamer, head coach of South Carolina, uh, and I so badly want you to ask a question that gets a response. Hell no. What kind of question is that? Come Ed? on, Ed. <laughs> All right. I'll think of one. Jared will play that every day for the one. rest of time I'll think if of we one. get that. Because you, you got to ask somebody who will say your name in their answer. I'll too. think of one. Because that's right. the key there. Whoever... It's timing, too. Really bad timing for them to just be like, are you kidding me right now yeah. with this? Yeah. I'll think of one. Yeah. Bill. If y'all have suggestions on the question. What will what will Josh McDaniels, what is he willing to cut off to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> and make sure that it's right after that. they get blown out by the Chiefs at home. He's uh, answered everything. Has he? Ask him if they well, want to use artificial uh, turf instead. Maybe that'll help. That, that instead could of the be natural it. grass. That could be it. He, no, as, I mean, he's answered everything, but As the person who everything. cuts yes. up all of his right. sound... Yeah, he will answer a question. There are words for a minute and thirty seconds yes. that I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent sure you said anything there, Coach. <laughs> but excellent job. Yeah. Uh, before the show started, Jared, you told us you had a dog update. Yes, and I'm I'm interested to hear. I, listen, your updates is your be dog? bad. So this is okay. So my is, parents is this going to be bad. No, no, okay. no, no. This is this is fine. So uh, this morning at three o'clock in the morning, I dropped my parents off at the airport. They're flying out to Cabo. Um, oh, lucky. And I am babysitting their hundred and something, hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy pound Weimariner. Except for the problem is I'm here, and it's home alone and hasn't been walked since three a.m. Oh. And I have to go to their house, and I don't know when I'm going to get there, but I do know that. I have seen this dog eat a can of Pepsi. <laughs> I don't even, I've never heard of this dog breed in my life. A Weimaraner? Oh, I've never heard that word. Who oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen this it? dog before, though. These things are athletes. It's, uh, oh, yeah. He's going to take you most, for a walk. Yeah. I mean, you, I, if I had any like young children, I would literally just be like, okay, you just ride him around the neighborhood and bring him back. Bring him back. Uh, when, uh, my sister was in middle school, I think she and my mom took our dogs to like, a. they took them on a walk to like a little lake, um, in Mississippi. And the one dog, my sister was walking, loved ducks, like would chase them nonstop. Like when we would take them to this lake, if there were ducks, she would go into the lake and swim nonstop until she got to the ducks. They flew away a little dangerous. She got picked up by a boat once. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was so far out there, a boat picked her up and brought her back. Um, but that so my, you around these parts. my sister in like eighth grade is walking her there. All of a sudden there are ducks and the dog takes off. And my sister did not let go of the leash yeah. and got drugged through the no. mud. Yes. And she did not let so, go because I think if I remember correctly, my mom was like, you can't let go of her because she'll swim out and a boat will have to pick her up. So my sister was like, I'm not letting go of this dog. Take the sister literally. went in? 
uh, dog didn't act, the, the ducks were not actually in the water this time. They were just on the shore and they flew away. So the dog didn't go into the water, but through the mud and sand, and eventually when it was over, stood up and is just what kind brown. of dog was this? A yeah. Labradoodle. Those <laughs> so, Labradoodles, man, they have agendas. And this one was to get the ducks. So the reason this came up is that the same dog, the last time I had to dog sit it, I'm pretty sure ripped my rotator cuff. Oh, my God. Well, if it's 170 pounds, (laughs) I bet it did. It's 170 pounds and is very friendly. So much so that it's like, that's a person. And my arm goes, oh, God. All right. I'm looking at the Labradoodle could have taken her down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No question. I mean, not more heavy on the lab than the doodle. Yeah, not yeah. a yeah. I think it was a seventy-five percent lab, twenty-five percent doodle. Yeah, disappointing that things I know got that places to be, people that. to see. This is before the farm. <laughs> no, yeah. this was probably beginning stages <laughs> farm. farm. Okay. Before the farm. So my mom's farm. It's not a farm. Wait, not it's a holler. All right. By not southern definition, farm that we take dogs to. Right? No, 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 no. Lindsay, I'll, I will tell. I'll have to tell you about my mother's. This is a holler. Yeah. Um. So the first thing my mother did was breed. Labradoodles and golden doodles. And this dog was the first like mother that she ever had. All right. And so, yeah. That was, and then my mom went off the deep end. And now she has chickens and horses and horses and and goats and goats. She sounds like a great lady. Again, not a farm, (laughs) just some like backwoods of Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, there's no crops. That's a lie. The bees fascinate me the most. Yeah. The The bees. Why? Bees are cool. I just, I am allergic. Oh. So. Yeah, stay away. That would fascinate me, that she has hives and uh, goes out and gets the honey and does all Just don't mess with the queen and you'll be fine. Uh, So you've told me that often. She did get stung a couple of times on her face. So maybe you won't be fine. (laughs) No, I won't be fine. (laughs) That would not be good in this moment. I was fine with stung until the face. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Bring your I, EpiPen. I do have two jars of honey from her at my house. I've got that you got on the last trip. Yeah, well, we have one from like five years ago that we—it's a giant jar that we have not come close to finishing. Is and it fermenting? Does it get better with age? The honey? No, we just don't use enough honey to yeah. keep up with mm. her. Four Most hives sugar of bees. products don't actually go bad unless they get yeah. water. It, in honey them. crystallizes and you can just heat it up and it goes back to a liquid. Like it, I don't—I think it's the thing that literally can't go bad. Like if there's an apocalypse. Hey. 50 years later, you can just heat up the That's honey. That's why we need BZ. Fine.